0: Coping with chronic pain, with help, hope, and understanding, with the cheerleader of hope, Barbie Engel, the author of From Wheels to Heels, on episode number 187 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller.
1: I did a few things. I, I got organized and made that my superpower. And through God, I was able to find hope and resilience, but out of that came patience, which was the lesson I really needed mm-hmm. in life. And Hi, this is Michelle Quay from org. I love to help women coaches who struggle from confidence and courage to tell their unique stories so that they can get seen, get heard, and get hired. Dr. Brad Miller is here to guide you through discouragement to peace, prosperity, purpose on Beyond Adversity Podcast.
0: Welcome to the Beyond Adversity Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful, and this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to episode number 187 of the Beyond Adversity podcast. With Dr. Brad Miller, this is where we help you to grow through what you go through to navigate adverse life events in your life and to emerge to your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. You can head on over to DrBradMiller.com where we have over 180 episodes of this podcast which will help you to navigate depression, divorce, disease, debt, death, and other things that can Put Your Life Into the Ditch. We have a free gift for you there in order to be helpful to your life. Our guest today on episode number 187 is Barbie Engel. Barbie's life was cruising along pretty good. She was a cheerleader by her background and by her identity growing up. And involved with this uh, form of athletics and, and exuberance throughout her uh, growing up in, coll- in high school and college years. And including in her career, where she became a cheerleading coach at a major university. Things were cruising along pretty good in her life when suddenly she was struck by a debilitating chronic disease, which landed her eventually into a wheelchair. Quite a come down, as you might expect. So with that came all the challenges of coming down from her life when she was going along pretty well, to now this chronic disease, and along with that came with dealing with a health care system, which was often more hurtful than helpful. Our story today, Barbie unpacks it. Uh, she's the author of the book Wheels to heals and several other books as well. But she unpacks her story about her process of dealing with this on an emotional, on a spiritual and a physical health level, and then to applying herself in a different way to come back from this tragic circumstances, which led to her to have this chronic debilitating health situation, not for a matter of days or months, but years and how she came back from that, all the challenges And how she then had to make daily choices in her daily living to get active, to be engaged on the mental side, the physical side, the hard road that she had to go, and how she was able to make a comeback there. So in our story today, you're going to feel the emotion. You're going to feel her story, the highs and the lows and the physical pain and the frustrations. You're going to feel all that. You're going to learn something here today. You're going to learn about what it means to be an advocate for your own health. And how to deal with a healthcare system which is often problematic, and how to live with hope and helpfulness and uh, an understanding, and how to deal with healthcare professionals. All this is in the process of our conversation today. You're going to find it very, very helpful, particularly if you have chronic disease in your own life, or know someone who does, or part of a healthcare, or helping provide help to someone else who does. And well-being and health are such an important thing that we are all about. She's a source of inspiration and hope to you and to others. Her name is Barbie Ingle. The book is called Cheerleader of Hope. Or she is the cheerleader of hope. And her book is called From Wheels to Heels. She blogs at barbieingle.com That's B-A-R-B-Y-I-N-G-L-E.com. When we come back on the other side of the interview, we're going to talk about what we learned from this interview about what you can do in your life to overcome chronic pain and live in hope. Let's get into our conversation with Barbie Engel right now. Dr. Brad Miller here with you on Beyond Adversity. This is a podcast where we help you to grow through what you go through whatever difficulties and challenges you have in life we believe that there is a process and answer that can help you to navigate that to come to your peace prosperity and purpose we love to love love to talk to authors and other leaders who have had some challenge in their life that they've overcome and can be helpful to you and this is what we have today barbie Engel is with us today she is the cheerleader of hope and she has her book from wheels to heels which we, where she talks about chronic Pain, a patient story of hope, help, and understanding. We're going to get into her story right now. Barbie, welcome to Beyond Adversity.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Brad. I'm so glad to be here with you and all your listeners.
0: It's awesome to have you here with us uh, today and to hear your story. You call yourself the cheerleader, And there's a little bit of reason for that, because at one time in your life, your life was cruising along pretty good, and then some things happened. So tell us a little bit about your story, which led you eventually to write your book and tell your story.
1: My story is I, at the age of four, knew my life purpose was to be a cheerleader. And that's what I put all my effort, energy, and and life focus on. And I was living life. I went through high school, college, was a cheerleading instructor, And although I got into cheerleading because I have a learning disability, so that was the first major life challenge that I faced is growing up with a learning disability, but I never let it stop me. I always pushed my way through and went through college, went into coaching at a university. I was the head coach at Washington State University and got my team into the top five in the country. And I was living my dream life. I had started my own cheerleading and dance training company. And one day I had an eight-second car accident and everything changed physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, all of the aspects of my life. I had been married for 10 years. That fell apart. I could no longer work. I could no longer coach. I lost my business, my house. I went from flying around in private jets and limousines to food stamps and not knowing what I was going to do or really what was wrong with me. And doctors, it was a rare disease that got triggered by the car accident, but doctors couldn't figure it out either. So it took another three years after that point to finally get a proper diagnosis and start putting my life back together.
0: Mm -hmm. Just almost literally the bottom dropped out after you were cruising along pretty well. And, you know, you went from just, you know, a pretty good place to literally in a wheelchair for a while. Is that the case, Barbie? You were literally confined to your wheelchair for a time in your life?
1: Yeah, bed-bound and wheelchair-bound for about seven years. And, you know, it, it was a struggle. I have a rare disease. Less than 5% of rare diseases have a treatment. And when I first got it, there wasn't really anything out there for us now. I have started going in, undergoing treatment ongoing since 2009 and the end of 2009. And so, I go in and out of remission now, but I'm no longer wheelchair bound.
0: And obviously, at this point, you are not only bound up, no longer bound to the wheelchair, but you're no longer bound up in your emotional life and your psyche and you're advancing. You're doing some things that are very uh, productive and being helpful to other people. And that meant you made some... uh, major, major, major life transformation in your mindset and health protocols on all kinds of things that we're going to get into here to, today. But let's go back to when you were in some of the first stages of this transition. I mean, the dramatic bottom dropout transition yes. and you had to decide, you know, a lot of people stay stuck there. You had to take some action. You had to do have done something in order to start to pull yourself out of that wheelchair, that bed, that circumstance you were in, and you had to take some action. Tell us a little bit about some of the actions that you took, Barbie, that helped break some old patterns or some patterns you were in and helped you get you on the road to uh, healing.
1: Well, I think that I for, I did a few things. I, I got organized and made that my superpower. And through God, I was able to find hope and resilience but out of that came patience which was the lesson I really needed Mm -hmm. in life and I'd always worked hard and I had what I worked for and all of a sudden I couldn't do that did I still have worth was I still a valuable person or asset to society and and could I be more should I be more and I think that the more I struggled, although I didn't like go out, I wasn't a druggie, I didn't smoke or do drugs, or I was a pretty good person, so I thought I was taking life for granted. And all along the way, God was dropping pebbles in front of me, and they got bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden, the boulder was that thing that knocked the bottom out. Mm-hmm. And God said, look, if you're not going to pay attention to what you need to do and be in life... And your purpose here on earth, then I'm just going to have to put more and more challenges out there so that you stop and take pause and figure out what's going on with you in your life. And I, you know, all the tools and resources and everything I needed were there and available. I just didn't know how to access them. So that was another part of, of going through this process was getting organized, having patience, and then accessing the tools that I was given by God so that I could be someone on earth that was a doer instead of a beer. <laughs> instead of a human being, I became a human doer and living in God's light. And it really shifted my, my mindset, my focus. I had been married for 10 years. That crumbled and went away. I had to find a way out of it. And when I started taking action and putting it in the right things, that's when my life got better.
0: Well, let's talk about that specifically just for a second there. You mentioned a couple of times about being organized and being patient and so on. And that kind of implies that prior to this time, you were a little bit disorganized and a little bit impatient. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. But what were some of the things you did especially since you had such a massive disabling situation with this car crash and the disease, you know, being wheelchair and so on. What were some of the things you did to get organized, for instance?
1: I started color coding my life, my calendar. I had been pretty organized. Once I got sick, all of that went out the window. And I never really paid attention to those life skills that I had until I didn't have them. And I had to rebuild them. So, um, during that time, I, I started color coding my calendar. I started having to write things down immediately and then remembering to come back to my notes. And there'd be days when I could, I was in so much pain. I couldn't even think to go check my notes, but at least I had notes so that the people that were in my life trying to help me were able to go back to my notes and me being organized, help other people help me get through that time. So I did that. I also created a one pager for the doctors because I had so many challenges health wise that it was very overwhelming for medical providers as well. And I wasn't getting the care that I should be getting. So the more I organized my health care, even though it took a lot of effort and energy from me, it's helped me help them help me. And so, the more I got organized, the more the people and challenges around me got organized, and they became manageable. And sound, it would break.
0: It's like, like focus—the uh, the focus that you had on your condition. You know, when we have chronic pain, as you know much better than I, it can be so consuming that it can cloud your mind at times, and you, or you have to cut through. That mm-hmm. cloudiness, you tell me if I'm right or wrong here, we yeah. get to cut through the cloudiness we get, we get in, order to, in order to get some, something done. And and also we have a lost time when we're disorganized, you know, such with the doctors. Doctors only have a limited amount of time usually to spend with us. And they, you know, they want to help us. They want to get it done. But if we can be organized to help them, that helps a lot. So,
1: And I I took that information from all these different doctors. I organized all my records. I also made corrections in my records. But I also took that information and put it into what I call a one-pager. And my doctors love the one-pager. And... They've actually used it, if I had an emergency situation, they could pull up my latest one-pager and read from it, let the hospital know I'm on my way and this is what's been going on with me lately. Instead of having to read through inches of of records from their office, and in some cases more, they were able to just take that one-pager and focus in on this is what's going on, the latest challenge that's been going on, and it helped them get focused as well.
0: Sound like part of what you did here, Barbie, was you took a 100% responsibility for your own situation, even though it was circumstances happened to you, you know, but you still took responsibility, especially for your health and for those types of of things there. And
1: It took me time to take responsibility and understand that it is my responsibility. We're not taught in society that our health and our health care is our responsibility. You're thinking I'm sick. I'm going to go to the doctor. They're going to make me better. And I'm mm-hmm. going to go on with life. And this showed me that that isn't always the case that you have to be responsible for what happens in between those appointments in between those 15 minutes, once a month mm-hmm. to, to live the best life that you can live. And, and, fulfill your purpose here on earth and no, it-
0: there's there's, lo- there's always lots of variables anyhow and you know very seldom is anything just kind of like you know an, an actual formula a plus b equals c there's all kinds of other dynamics here in in the play and and healing and wholeness is not just a physiological thing as well and i've been around Lots of doctors, and uh, as a pastor, I've been with lots of people who are very sick, and and lots of uh, medical folks, and you know they'll tell you that this is not just a biological thing, this is an emotional, this is a mental thing, and it's a spiritual thing. And so let's talk for a minute about the spiritual aspect of healing. You mentioned it a little bit about how you sought out a relationship with God in your process of healing and wholeness and let's talk about the role that connecting with a higher power something greater than yourself had in your journey from you know this disaster of health that you had to coming back to a place of healing tell us about that relationship
1: well i have always believed in god and jesus and i thought i had enough faith for myself and for my ex-husband and turns out i didn't (laughs) and I stopped and made a focus on my relationship with Jesus and said, you know, please help me and guide me through this. Please take away my guilt, my stress, my anxiety, the the negatives and the emotions that I was now faced with and dealing with. And, you know, I literally worked to not only strengthen my relationship, but to stop and recognize in good times and in bad times that I should be thanking God and and giving him the glory. I am in the situation where I can continue to move forward. And as long as I'm here on earth, that's winning and I still have a chance to fulfill my purpose here. And it really showed me that I am not here on earth for myself. I'm here for a greater good, a purpose, a, a, talent that God has instilled in me that I can pass on to other people. And my talent doesn't take away anything from anybody else's talent, that we we are all here. We're meant to be connected and have humanity be the, the driving force in life. And going through this process, it really strengthened that for me and showed me that I wasn't as strong in my faith as I thought I was. I wasn't connected. I was taking life for granted. I was taking God for granted. And the more that I stopped trying to hold on to the worldly things that I had in my life, and the more I said, okay, God, this is up to you. Help me show your light. The more blessings came to me, the more answers came, the more the challenges were overcomable. They, they weren't as massive as I once saw them to be. And I was able to stop holding on, trying to be a crab, clawing myself out of a bucket to, all right, Jesus, I'm with you. And I am lifted up in your spirit, in your honor, in your light. And in doing that, it really refocused and changed my life for the better. And not only me, my ex-husband, who did not believe that God even existed, after we divorced, started going to church and got baptized and became a a true believer. So, you know, it was even part of journey that although we weren't supposed to be together and God had a better plan for both of us, it helped him see those things as well.
0: Well that, that that's an awesome witness there of your story. And I'm also gonna just interject something that I think may be the case. Would you tell me whether I'm right or wrong? I'm hearing in your story that the more you kind of let things go personally and let it become more of a spiritual thing. Also, the more than that healing physically and otherwise mentally, emotionally, relation wise was manifested in your life. Is that, is that a fair thing to say, Barbie?
1: Absolutely. And it, it really, the, the stronger my faith became the closer I became with Jesus and, and lived my walk in life for, for my true purpose, the better life got and I knew I wasn't alone. You know, I, I, at first I thought I was fighting this all alone and, and, you know, I don't see anybody here. And we hear yeah. that the story of the footprints in the sand growing up, but you never really take that into consideration until sure. and, and you stop and see how that is happening in your life.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's, let's uh, translate what we're Let's interpret what we're saying here into our application for everyday life. What I'm getting at here is um, part of the healing process, I believe, is you know kind of a transition and change of your mind as well. You know, you have your spiritual connection to a power greater than yourself but you still have to apply it to your life, your everyday life. So let's talk for a minute, Barbie, about any change of mindset or habits or disciplines. What kind of things did you do in your life? Did you, any patterns that you changed? Tell us how you changed your your uh, mind and your, the application of your mind into your everyday life and how that worked out for, for you.
1: Well, I, I did a few things. One is the, the I Am Project. And when I lost the ability to physically cheer, I thought that was my purpose from God to be a cheerleader. And I still believe it is my purpose from God, but I didn't quite know what God meant in in showing me this as my purpose until this all happened to me. So I had to change how I approach life. I had to realize that there's more than one way to accomplish something Also for me, time changed. So it wasn't about the rat race and what can you do in eight hours at work and what do you do in a 24 hour period? But it was more about being in each moment and accepting the the present as a present and taking it as it comes and dealing and doing what I can to be the best I can be in that moment, letting go of the things I do not have control over and letting God do his part to make sure that I am on my path while I'm doing the physical work here on earth. I, my husband, now I'm remarried, and he would say, you know, God doesn't drive a parked car. You have to get in the car and you have to drive the car. And God's with you and you're doing the work. And that's the same thing when it comes to health care and recognizing that, hey, this is a pattern and you can apply it in your spirituality, but you can also apply it in your health and you can also apply it in your finances. All of that needs to be in balance and all of that needs to be taken care of to to get from point A to B the best way for you, which is going to be different for every single person.
0: Yeah. And all that's part of getting better. You try to have a uh, a process to help you to have the health and the vitality, but also the purpose in life and the direction to go that uh, keeps you from being stuck or in a place, a dark place. You know, when people have pain, uh, physical pain, emotional pain, or relationship pain, sometimes we can go to a dark place. And sometimes those dark places, we can stay there for a while. If And sometimes people, you know, self-medicate with, you know, all kinds of bad substances and or activities in their life and get stuck. And you have to be very intentional about your thought process and application. And I appreciate what what you're saying there, uh, what you're saying there, there Barbie. And let's talk for a minute or two now, Barbie, about how you and you share this with others. I'm just a big believer that true healing and wholeness and transformation takes place not only on the self-work that we do, not only kind of the physical actions that we take, not only in the mind transformation, then how we share that with others. That's kind of when we bring it full circle. Most of the time when we have healing and wholeness in our life, someone has interjected something to us. In your case, it might have been a doctor, it might have been a friend or someone out there who was supportive of you. But tell us how relationships have come into play. Well, I'm interested in uh, tell any, any relationships that were important to you in your healing process, and then we're going to talk a bit about how you share with others through your book and through your
1: teaching. So for relationships, I believe that we're all here on earth and human connection is the thing that matters and most and as a human being here in, the, in this realm until we get to heaven and what's supposed to happen happens. And I think that the, the two humans that have helped me through the most were my dad And my husband and my dad was that he's passed away now. And he was the first one to say, hey, give this anxiety, this depression, all of the negative mindset that you have to God and let him take it. And you're going to be okay. God has promised that we will have clothing and food and shelter and it it will find a way. And I would say, but I don't know how I'm going to pay for for my rent this month or my mortgage. And he would say, God will find a way. And that's so true. When, when I stopped and stressing on that, it happened. It, I never went without food, shelter or clothing. And just like I was never without God in my life, my dad brought that um, back to me and helped me through those toughest times, especially in the first few years. Um, And my husband, finding someone who was equally yoked with me was very, very important. And my name is Barbie. As you said, my husband's name is Ken. And I think God was uh, at that point, like, I need to give you big signs. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm going to tell you, this is your future husband. His name is Ken. Ken and Barbie go together, make it work. And and um, it was and
0: you do we have the, do we have the you know the the dolls or the action figures with you guys' images on it or whatever <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, yeah and it, it, it's funny because it's an icebreaker but it helps with humanity it helps us share our story sure. it helps us talk to other people and we get we get them hooked in on Ken Ken and Barbie and then we get to share what we've been through and experienced and mm-hmm. how we've made it through. And even in my darkest times that I had Jesus in my life and he was not giving these things to me as punishment. He didn't actually give them to me. These are things that were happening and I could choose to have him in my life and be a part of helping me uh, get through whatever the challenge was. And I learned in that that people say my glass is half empty or my glass is half full. My glass Barbie's glass, my glass is never empty. The part that people can't see is, is my hope, which comes from faith and perseverance and sometimes need a little hope. And I have other things in my cup. And sometimes I need a lot of hope and my cup is pretty empty, but my cup is never empty. It looks empty, but it's never empty. And that's part
0: of those relationships. You've got the spiritual relationship, your faith. You've had your own wherewithal where you've changed your mindset and so on. And you've had folks like your your husband and your father who've spoken to your life. And now you're speaking into other people's life. You chose to write a book called From Wheels to Heels, A Chronic Pain Patient Story of Hope. Help and Understanding, and you uh, have other organizations, the International Pain Foundation, where you're speaking into the lives of other people. Tell us about what's led you then, and through your book, and through your foundation, and through the things you're involved with, to speak into the lives of others. What motivated you to do that, and what you know? What are the benefits of that for you and for others?
1: Through all the challenges, I learned that I was not alone, and that the resources didn't exist or they weren't readily available for the package I needed them in. And the more I shared, the more I helped myself. But the also the more I helped other people. And maybe what they need in their life isn't the exact same things, tools, and resources that I needed. But if I share, it will encourage other people to share. And that's how we make human connections and how we get through society and our purpose here on earth in a more fulfilling way with less challenges because we're doing it together and in a positive productive way it shows other people that even if you have major challenges that you don't just stop and give up that you keep working through those challenges and if they're too big you break them down into smaller pieces but there is a way through and you just have to be patient And find your way through, even if you have to break it down into smaller pieces to get there, if that's okay.
0: Yeah. So you really are, through your work, through your book, and through your foundation, are an advocacy for for, uh, hope over pain. You know, pain is this constant thing you know, that people have. And you are helping resource that in many ways and through your foundation and through your book. Absolutely. So, so what, and being a
1: cheerleader of hope is is taking yes. the physical cheerleader that people are used to. Instead of being that physical cheerleader, I'm a mental cheerleader. Sure. And I'm a cheerleader of hope, showing other people how they can also have that positivity in their life.
0: Well, I think I could also, you you also mentioned that you were a, uh, a cheerleading coach as well. Mm -hmm. And I think when you write a book like this and have your foundation and so on, you can help coach people in this. Because I think one of the things people need who go through uh, painful times, whether it's physical pain or emotional pain or losing a business or COVID crisis, whatever it is, is they need to be encouraged. There's a real uh, ministry. There's a real need for encouragement. And if we can gain some ways to, Help people to help that. Uh, that's a good thing. And, you know, as I see that quite often that people who go through uh, difficult times when they have somebody who's just there to be an encouraging word, a cheerleader, if you will, that helps the process. You know, what, what do we have when, you know, I, I know when persons have cancer, for instance, oftentimes they're assigned by medical services, a, a, a cohort or a coach to be with them, you know, to help them through the process. Someone who's gone through that before. And certainly when women have babies and things like that, they, you know, someone coaches them through it and things like that. And uh, I know when in in my own family, I have a family member just recently diagnosed with cancer. And so we are, you know, supporting uh, her by just being encouraging words right now. So it's all important there. So what are people going to find in your book? It's going to be help coach them up to uh, be helpful to to others, sort of get through it in themselves.
1: At the end of each chapter, the chapter is filled with stories and the things that, that I went through. But at the end of each chapter, there's a list of tips, tools, and resources that people can use for their own life. And if they're struggling in that area, they can see, hey, here's some things where I can get started. Or that doesn't make sense for me, but it gives me an idea. It sparks something in me so that I have the hope and the ability the resource to get through whatever this challenge is that I'm facing. And I cover everything from medical billing to looking at your medical records and how to to navigate through the minefield of the health system, as well as spirituality and talking about depression and having a strong relationship with your life partner and, you know, the, the family dynamics and relationships and how they change and how to navigate that. So there's uh, quite a bit in there about my journey and story, but I use that journey and story to teach other people that they can too find a good path for themselves.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's, let's bring it around to this. We started our conversation here today, Barbie, with your story about what happened to you about your car crash and the diagnosis of a very severe medical condition that landed you in a wheelchair and in a bed for several years and you found your way back through pain and discouragement and through depression and the whole bit I'm sure and you found your way back to where you're at now giving to others and helping them through your book and through your through your resources on your on your website and through your foundation but tell us a little bit about a person you've worked with or someone who's been impacted by your work in somehow or another that you've been able to have some part to play or witness in some way a transformation that took place with them. I'm looking for a testimonial story of someone who's been impacted by uh, what they found in your work.
1: Well, I, oh, my goodness, there's so many. I would say one of the first times that I shared my story was on the local news. And I was leaving the news station. I was still in the parking lot there and my phone rang. And it was a woman who said she was watching me on TV. She had the same medical condition I do. And her doctors told her, just go home and stay in bed, that she was going to die. And she had Mm -hmm. been laying in bed for years, waiting to die. And seeing me on TV showed her that she could get out and still live life, despite having this rare disease, that life wasn't over. And she had great reason to get up and live. And she was about to do that, and and she did. She went on to be, be go back to church, to become more spiritual, but she also went back to helping the community and giving volunteer time and helping out other patients and sharing her testimony. And seeing that, that was exactly why I wanted to go out and share and show people, hey, you can still live despite the challenges that you have in life. We all have challenges. They're all different challenges, but you can make it through. And when she called to say, you know, I was just laying here waiting to die. I had been there. I (laughs) knew that, that that was something very real. The doctors really didn't know what to do with us. But that didn't mean stop living. And that knowing you. that I got someone to get up and start living again was an amazing feeling.
0: Yeah. And you had a part to play in that. That makes your heart soar. And that kind of makes, uh, that helps, real, you know, if you had any any low points or uh, or down points for you, that helps you too. That when we help others is what I'm trying to get at. That helps our healing and wholeness and helps our heart to soar and to feel, to feel better and about ourselves, about what we do. And so lots of good stuff here on your website, barbieingle.com and uh, tell us a little bit about how people can get connected to you or learn about your book or learn about the services that you offer in case there's folks in our audience. I know that there are who have a pain in their life and they need to do something about it.
1: Absolutely. So you said my, my website is barbieingle.com. That's everything about me personally and getting in touch with me, getting a copy of my book, all of that's available on the website Uh, for People living with pain or their caregivers listening, I would say go to internationalpain.org. We help people with uh, patient and caregiver education. We help society with awareness events. We help patients with social events, and then we do access to care resources on the website as well. So it's a, it's a great resource. And we recently held our International Pain Summit, where we had over um, 54 presenters and sessions on different aspects of living with chronic pain. And those videos are going up on the website solely as we get them processed, and you can check those out for free. So it's definitely a great resource.
0: So you can check out everything at barbieing.com. That's in, just to clarify the spelling, that's B-A-R-B-Y-I-N-G-L-E dot com. Lots of good stuff there. Her book, From Wheels to Heels, A Chronic Pain Patient's Story of Hope, Help, and Understanding by Barbie Engel. Pleasure to have you today as our guest on the Beyond Adversity Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Thank you, Barbie.
1: Thank you.
0: Barbie Engel, the author of From Wheels to Heels and many other books as well. And you, I'm sure, were as inspired as I was by her incredible story about how you can have inspiration in your life, even in the midst of a debilitating disease. Let's pick up on what you can do, what you can do in your life, particularly if you are facing this Situation, what we've learned from Barbie here today. We've learned something about being your own advocate. You know, yes, you have a bad situation. Circumstances have conspired against you. You have a health crisis or maybe some other crisis in your life, but you got to speak up for yourself. You got to be your own advocate. She did that in the healthcare system and in other ways in, in life. And it was a uh, part of the process to be your own advocate. That's one thing. Second thing, is choose every day to live in hope. you got to have that uh, that inspiration, that opportunity to live in hope that, yes, there will be a better day. There can be something greater than where I'm at right now. And that is a daily choice. And that's part of the process I want you to learn here today, a daily choice to live in hope, even when things are bad, because they can be bad at times we have to choose hope, and that's a daily choice. And there are certain disciplines and other things that we can do to help us to live in, uh, in hope. And the third thing is or the third thing is to be helpful to others. In Barbie's case, she has chosen to be an advocate in the whole area of pain and pain management. And she has a whole series of resources at her website, barbieingle.com. That's B-A-R-B-Y-I-N-G-L-E dot com. We'll put uh, connections to that at our website, drbradmiller.com, but she has a whole series of resources. None of this book we're talking about here uh, today, From Wheels to Heels, but a whole number of other books and resources, including children's books, that I think you're going to find helpful in other ways you can c- get connected to uh, advocacy groups in the area of pain management. And as she also has a reality TV show in other ways that she is getting the word out in such a way. So that's your that's my uh, to-do list for you here. To be your own advocate, Choose hope daily, and then actively be helpful to others. Here at Beyond Adversity, we are looking to be helpful to you in your life to help you to navigate adverse life conditions like pain, like health, Such And other things such as depression or divorce Financial issues, even death We can help you We have over 180 episodes of this podcast At drbradmiller.com Which are going to have great experts To speak into your life To be helpful To help you to navigate Through adversity to your life Of peace, prosperity, and purpose We like to call it Helping you to grow through What you go through Our website is drbradmiller.com. We're here to be helpful to you in your life. We have also a free gift for you there at our website that will be helpful to you as well. We're here to be helpful to you. We'll look forward to seeing you again and talking to you again next week here on the Beyond Adversity Podcast. Until then, friends, remember to always do all the good that you can.